Bait Podcast, home of the zestiest takes, the most conspiratorial theories on the Knicks in a blunt's worth of time. We got three Knicks addicts. Ducky Fresh is in the house. I'm chipping up in Boston. Oh, tank is off. Contention's back on. Let's get it. <laughs> Love that energy. We also got D boy. Yer, 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 yer. Corey Kispert. Even if we don't hit the top of the lottery, we still getting studs. Deep cut for us. And it's me, Monty, your favorite sad Knicks fan. Final score 105 by your New York Knickerbockers. Seven, am I reading this right? 75 by the Boston Celtics? Wow. Not a fluke. Not a fluke. Walt suit was perfection in plaid. The team came out and played a near flawless game to match Clyde's style. Son and y'all. We're getting into quick hits. Quick hits. The neophytes are blooming. Let's give out these flowers. The Austin Rivers, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to Rowan Barrett Jr., who dropped 19 points on 7 of 8 from the line, along with 11 rebounds and a plus 32 net rating. Emmanuel quickly scored 17 in 22 minutes and earned the Tibbs Rogaine play of the game when he dove out of bounds for a loose ball in the fourth with the Knicks up 28. And the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor goes to Marcus Smart for his portrayal of a fish flopping all over the court. The Lazarus He Is Risen Award goes to Obi Toppin, who enjoyed his best game of his young career, slamming and jamming to the tune of 12 points in 17 minutes. And finally, the sad stat of the game, Frank Nilekina missed his eighth straight game due to injury and has only played in 64% of Knicks games over the last three seasons. What a delicious palate cleanser that was. The Knicks smeared their five-game losing streak funk all over the midday Celtics. Maybe making Robinson play through horrible pain, a la another center in the Knicks past who was actually playing in the finals, was a little bit unnecessary, but who am I to say? The blowout score allowed Obi Toppin to get out there and get a feel for his spots for the first time this year. His stroke looked smooth, his defense was passable, and that slam in the lane off the quickly feed sent a shiver of hope up my spine. Fuck. Tyrese Halliburton. Save that shoulda, woulda, coulda shit for Donovan Mitchell. I don't need to hear it. This day in Sad Knicks history, January 17th, 1990, San Antonio 107, New York 97. This was a battle of two Dream Team Hall of Fame centers, David Robinson and Patrick Ewing. The game came down to the last 90 seconds. Ewing, Robinson, Ewing, Robinson block. The Alamo Dome went fucking nuts because what else are you going to do in San Antonio? Well, first couple of minutes here of this fourth quarter, critical just not to give the Celtics any thought they can come back. Toppin throws it down quickly and Toppin, the rookie connection once again. Three times uh, they've been able to connect off the backdoor play. 
The Knicks won big this afternoon on the backs of their youngsters. RJ looked great, quickly balled out again for the third straight game. Mitch is looking like a defensive centerpiece with real upside. Let's not forget, though, the 2021 draft class is not like one we've seen for a very long time. We can't afford too many of these fluke wins, and we need this generation's Patrick Ewing. The Knicks must finish in the bottom three of league standings to guarantee a top five pick, a pick we desperately need. That is true. The Knicks need help, but the NBA is going to do no favors for the Knicks. We have to be smart and we have to build a culture. You could go the Toronto Raptors route, never getting a lottery pick and developing scrubs into superstars. The slow burn development is happening under our noses right now. That relationship that that we had with Quickly and Kenny Payne that probably catapulted him up our draft board is what got him into a Knicks uniform. And having that kind of connection and that kind of intelligence in our front office is starting to pay dividends. You're right. And we found those guys late in the draft. Quickly was the 25th pick. Robinson was the 36th. And both of those guys look like they're going to be here for the long run. But I can't stress enough, the NBA is based on superstars and who the best player in the game is. And until we find that guy and he's wearing New York across his chest, we're going to be having these same conversations over minutia. Seems like free agency is, is, is dead. That's scorched earth at this point. Jim Dolan's played one too many country songs in the locker room before big games to get people <laughs> to come and sign. But... There is some hope in the fact that we can get back in the lottery again this year, number one. And number two, we might have some assets to make a trade. I personally am reticent to trade the, the core players that we have now because I don't want to relive that trauma of, of watching what could have been by adding Mello to the core we have with Wilson Chandler and Gallinari just blow up into what was. So is Barrett that guy? Is he one of these pieces that is going to keep the Knicks churning for years to come? I love the fact that he just contributes across the board, sticks to what he's doing. And in the post game, if you listen to his comments, he gave Tibbs kudos for believing in him and believing in his shot, even when it wasn't falling. And it showed vision that RJ had plays ran for him. They see that he is the number three pick and they need to develop him. They they're coming along slowly. We might have complained about it early in the season, but right now we're seeing a lot of action on the offensive end, which gives me hope that there is a plan. RJ's looking real good. He seems confident in his mid-range jumper. He seems like he wants to post up, which is a huge change that is real positive for it's his a, development. It's a must when he has the matchup. It's a must. Yeah, and he's hitting his free throws too. Big time. Seven for eight today. You also have to look at how well he's playing when he's next to Quickly. When Quickly enters the game, the whole dynamic shifts. Do, does anybody have any reservations at this point about starting Quickly? The, the Alfred Payton effect when Quickly plays one of those great stretches of, of ball and then Payton comes back in, it's like somebody farted in all the Knicks' faces. Like everyone's face just drops. So I love the energy. I love the playmaking especially. And I love the fact, speaking of RJ's free throw prowess, Quickly is 21 for 22 from the line, and he's getting there this year. This team is 26 in the league in free throw shooting. Quickly is getting to the line and knocking him down. Is Quickly a long-term solution at the point guard? I think he might be more in that Marcus Smart role who plays off another more dominant ball handler 
but comes with the defense, comes with the shooting, and could possibly be a six-man you insert off the bench. My dream is a lineup with Cade Cunningham quickly at the two, with quickly guarding the opponent's point guard, RJ at the three because he matches up better there, and Mitch at the five with that four kind of open for, you know, whatever. But Obi? The, sure. If you continue to shoot, if Obi continues to shoot the three and Knox continues to shoot the three at the clip that, that, well, Obi, the sample size is much smaller, but those two guys knocking down threes out of the four position and really opening that space in the paint for RJ to drive and Mitch to clean up the mess. I love it. Kevin Knox is still a scrub. Kevin Knox is the light skinned Durant. Jason Tatum was too shook to come out here and face Face a better player. Well, Keeping it real, keeping it blunt, because even when you're on your highest of highs, there's the reminder that there are hater-ass cities out there that can't even sniff New York's jockstrap. Boston, where even you see an attractive person, their accent is going to fuck up your high. There's an attitude to New Yorkers, a sense of entitlement because they live in one of the greatest cities in the world. The attitude in Boston is that of a miserable fuck who can win all the titles in the world, but deep down they know their dick don't work and everyone hates them and for good reason. Your black jerseys won't make up for the way you treat black athletes. Enjoy your superior clam chowder and less attractive alcoholism. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And remember, no matter how well the Knicks play, James Dolan is still the owner.